It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. This is Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry. Welcome back to the program. Live Mike, I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is episode four. We've got a special guest in studio right now. You're going to see a lot more of him on KSL television and on these radio airwaves, I predict. Uh, you heard news about a month ago, uh, Matt Gephardt. Good afternoon. He left an old job. I did. And now he's got a new job. I have a new job. What are you up to here? I am going to be a reporter at KSL TV. Outstanding. I'm Congratulations. Excited. I'm excited. I, and not just any reporter, an investigative reporter. Investigative you, reporter. alongside Mike Hedrick and Brittany Glass, yes. you're going to be tackling some big stories. Well, yeah, well, that's you know that's the goal. So there's a joke. You know, you've probably heard it behind Mike Hedrick's back that the guy can't take three steps out of his front door without accidentally winning another Emmy. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, so you know Mike is just so good at. I mean, he's just he's just one of the best in the country, if not the best, uh, at the really big investigations, which are hard to do. You know, when you have these editorial meetings, you sit down and it's like, what are what is the big thing we can go investigate? What's the big thing we can get after? Um, and and nobody does it better than Mike. And then you've got Brittany, who is really just young and full of energy and spunk and just that whole, like, okay, here's the news that's happening today. And I've, I've been a consumer of KSL for a lot longer than I've worked here, this being my first day. Uh, but I've been a consumer of the product for a while, and just I've, I've watched her just, like, the way she can get in after whatever the day's news end is. And I can now bring, I hope to be able to complement that all with the kind of watchdog consumer investigation thing you know the the shtick is if you have a problem you can't solve give me a shot at it and uh, that's you know that, that is that is something that i think that will complement Brittany and mike and the whole investigative unit very well you and i have something in common uh our fathers uh, are both yeah. big in news and broadcasting and journalism uh you've been exposed to, to that type of work your entire life yeah. i had the same uh, i've learned a lot of lessons along the way. Talk to me about what you learned living a life uh, with such proximity to someone involved in this industry. Well, um, it's changed a lot. I mean, it's cha- you know, I, I've only been in the business for 20, about 25 years now, uh, 23, I guess. Uh, but I've grown up in it. I've, I did, was, you say, did you say only been in the business for 23 years? Well, well compared, <laughs> compared to, you know, my life, I'm, I'm 39. Sure. So, but, but I sort of have been in it since, you know, the, the day I was born, my uh, dad came to the hospital. But it was the first day of the November's rating period. So he came to the hospital and he said, how you doing? <laughs> nice to meet you, kid. But he had, then had a story to front and he had to go. So sure. I was sort of born into this industry. Um, so I, I've, I've seen the way it's changed. I've seen the way it's evolved um and it's it's just given me a great appreciation for really the power of it the power to you know kind of take those little problems and give them a megaphone and watch what happens putting sunlight on things it just really does kind of clean stuff up pretty quick there are uh, circumstances under which we find ourselves bearing great responsibilities we uh, you know in this business with uh, yeah. you know the television cameras and the microphones uh, we are able to speak to newsmakers in a way that uh, others are not able and that sure. is a responsibility because we need to on the behalf of listeners and viewers uh, have some tough conversations. Uh, you, some two, almost two and a half decades, have been honing those skills. You going to bring those here to KSL? Absolutely, 100%. And, you know, that's one of the things that you do almost feel empowered. So I, I, in high school, I did a little theater, you know, and it's one of those, you just feel, uh, when you're not yourself, when you're in this character mode, how would this, char- it does sort of 
you know, take over your persona a little bit when you kind of get into it. I'm not going to pretend like I'm some great method actor or anything, <laughs> but it was like, you know, you do is all of a sudden start kind of feeling and thinking yeah. like some of these characters you play. And um, the same is true, I think, in ways of journalism. I, I'm not a meek guy by any stretch of the imagination, but when I'm face-to-face with the newsmaker or the business owner or what have you, um, it's not my story. I'm not the one who was ripped off. I'm not the person who feels jilted. That's the person who contacted me and asked me to investigate. So it's it's not fair. It's not honest to walk in and just backdoor questions. And it's also not honest or fair to the people that you're asking. Sure. You know, if you're, I, I know sometimes it can be hard to ask direct tough questions because they're awkward frequently. Um, but it's not fair to these people that you're asking them of, right? If you're not being, you know, look, the accusation is this. Some people might say this. I would say this. The person who called me says this about you. What say you? You just have to be direct with people. And and it is uh, – responsibility is a great word for it because frequently, especially as a consumer watchdog, I get the call because they've been trying to get to that front sure. line and they've been unable to get there. And then finally I'm able – and frequently able to just cut right through that red tape. There are a number of people out there listening, maybe right now, who are in the midst of a decision-making process of their life. They are making either professional uh, or educational decisions. If any of those folks are thinking about a a career similar to yours, uh, what advice would you give them? Make sure you want to do it. Um, is 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 probably the biggest advice I would have. I've seen, and, and I don't say that from a personal thing. I've I've wanted to do this since I was born. I love this, um, but I've seen a lot of people who kind of think TV is fun. Well, they're right. TV is fun. Radio is fun, but it does also a job, and it's a job that comes with some really skittle wampus hours and a lot of stress and a lot of pressure. And uh, the same pressures, you know, that everyone's dealing with when you come to competition. And it used to be there were only four TV stations. Then there were UHF came along. And my goodness, there are 30. And then cable came along. And my God, now there's a couple of hundred. And, you know, now with the Internet, I mean, everybody that can potentially get a GoDaddy account is a potential competitor. So you, it, it is a high stress, high pace, high pressure job. So make sure you want to do it. Other than that, um, my advice to people is, is get a good internship. And if your school requires you to put in 16 hours or 20 hours... Forget that noise. Put in 60. Sure. Um, Everything in my career has happened in large part because I was in the right place at the right time. I got my first job because I happened to be hanging out in a control room at a TV station where my dad worked. And a guy quit five minutes to the show. And the director pointed at me and said, kid, you can read. Get in the chair. Cool. And I rolled teleprompter. And that's how my career was born. And the same is true. I I was available when nobody else was as a photographer. I was available when nobody else was as an editor. And, uh, and it impressed the right people. And here I am today as an investigative reporter. You're going to see Matt Gephardt on KSL Television. 6 p.m. Uh, mostly. 6 p.m. mostly. going to appear uh, from time to time at 10. I would assume so, yeah. As well. Uh, you're going to see a lot of his face, and you're going to hear a lot of his voice on, on these airwaves. I can assure you I'm going to be knocking on your door, asking us to, or asking you, rather, to help us out with some of these stories and share with us what you're working on for television. we got about 90 seconds left. I want to ask you, it's a tough question. Sure. Proudest moment of your career so far. Ooh, that's a good one. Um... We got federal law changed is probably the the biggest accomplishment I have to my name uh, is that is somebody in Layton didn't get some Christmas presents and we didn't know where that story was going when it happened. But it turned out that uh, she was ultimately slapped with a uh, $3,500 fine because she went online and berated the company. And uh, because of that, because of this woman in Layton uh, and the right people in Congress saw that story, uh, she's flown out to D.C. and basically told about how. You know this this bill that was put upon her, thrust upon her, uh, it ruined her life or impacted her life, and ultimately that led to enough Congress people, congressmen and women, saying, "Yeah, that shouldn't be okay," and they changed federal law. So that's 
that's probably the biggest feather in my cap. Awesome. Best moment I had was sideline of the uh, Sugar Bowl with the Utes. But cool, 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 <laughs> cool. cool. <laughs> Very cool. Matt Gephardt, uh, KSL Television's newest hire. You're going to see him at uh, 6 p.m. Here weeknights on KSL Television. Sir, I'm grateful to you. I thank you very much. I've been a fan of yours for a long time. Well, and likewise, the, the, the admiration is mutual. I'm grateful to you and proud of you and uh, proud to be your coworker now, sir. Thanks a lot. Thank you. And good luck to you. Thank Congratulations. You. Uh, that's it for today's program. We covered uh, a lot of ground. Uh, so pleased to have this new addition here to KSL Television. Earlier on in the program, we talked about gun control. And since then, I have gotten a few uh, added comments from various county commissioners throughout the state. The story very basically is that there are Second Amendment sanctuaries throughout the state. You went to county, passed an ordinance saying they were going to reject all state and federal laws that violated the Second Amendment. Well, that idea is spreading. And as it spreads, I'm going to continue to share with you the updates. I'm going to let you know what other counties are doing. The ultimate goal by some of these folks is to make Utah a Second Amendment sanctuary state. Uh, If that turns out to be, we don't know. That's it for today's program. I'm grateful to you for listening. I'm Lee Lonsberry. This is Live Mike next up here on KSL News Radio, it's Jeff Kaplan's Afternoon News. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.